0: And if you guys are new here, don't be afraid to click that subscribe button. That keeps you up to date on everything we got going on here at Second and Short. Um, And also, leave us a like down on the bottom here. Like this video. The more you guys like this video, the more content we put out on your team, and just the more more stuff you're going to get. Also, leave some comments. Let us know what you like or what you don't like. All right, let's jump into this episode. What is going on, guys? Welcome on back to Second and Short. And we are back here with another new edition episode. And in this episode, we're kicking off your week with uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars and Joe Schobert. But before we get into that, I am joined with my lovely host, Aaron Ben. How you doing, man?
1: That's so nice of you to say. I don't think I've ever been called lovely a whole lot. So that's pretty nice. I'm doing well now that you've said that.
0: (laughs) Well, you know... I've been all right. They say you should always treat your Vanna White well, so that's just...
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't, that, I don't know if that's a compliment or not. I mean, I guess I am pretty good looking, but am I more than just a pretty face? I don't
0: know. I guess we'll find out. <laughs> Alrighty, well, let's, uh, let's dive into the background of Joe Schober, and I know that this is going to be a different uh, type of episode for you, but I need you to give me... Actually, it's a weird episode for you, because like... You're a Titans fan, and you're talking about the Jags, but you're also a Badgers fan. So, like...
1: Kind of a conflict of interest. Like, I want to, like, pump up this guy, but I also want to shit on the Jags. But, I mean, we got to be as unbiased as possible. So, we're going to look at it from just purely, like, a scheme and analytical thing.
0: Well, then go ahead and start us off with his background.
1: All right. So, like we said, he played for the Badgers. And he drafted 99th overall. That's in the fourth round. In the 2016 draft by the Browns, in his rookie year, he didn't do a whole lot. He was a backup outside linebacker in a 3-4 system. Started four games, but again, he didn't really have a lot of impressive stats, didn't really get a lot of play time. But then 2017, in his second year, they shifted to a 4-3 defense with Greg Williams. Chilbert was moved to middle linebacker and he started all 16 games and made the pro bowl and he led the NFL in tackles. Well, he was tied for the league lead in tackles, which is pretty impressive for a second year player on a terrible team.
0: Yeah. It's easy to say that he was like the lone bright spot on that team, that, that winless team. And, yeah. but no, that wasn't just it. It wasn't like a one here, one hit wonder like 2018, 2019, these past two seasons, he's toppled over a hundred total tackles. Uh, he started every, he started, what, 29 to 32 games yeah. in his, in this past two years. And, you know, he's just been a, was a staple of that Browns linebacking core for three years. Um, last year, he had a career high in interceptions, four interceptions as well, showing that he's also a coverage linebacker, um, which I think is just makes sense onto why he got signed. And the Jags, the Jags losing Telvin Smith last year really hurt them. It really did.
1: Yeah, I mean, I know people, like Delvin Smith said, he was going to take a one-year break and then come back. But, like, you can never be too sure with that. I mean, it kind of seemed obvious that he wasn't going to come back. Um, and I don't think anyone's going to be surprised if he never plays another down. So it's good to have another guy to come in and kind of try and fill some of the holes that he left.
0: Yeah, and what's awesome about uh, Schobert also is that he's he's not, like, one of those, like, overly vocal leaders were like, he's not going to look like Luke Kuechly out there, you know, constantly talking and everything, but he's like the next step down in the fact that I'm not saying he's a white linebacker. I'm just saying like his play style, um, how aggressive he is and that he like physically leads on the field. Like he's going to show you how to get it done and hopefully his play will rally others to play well.
1: Yeah. Lead by example kind of type deal.
0: Exactly. So let's move into this contract. And it's a it's a pretty nice contract uh, considering just considering all the all the money that was getting spent this year. Uh, we saw a lot of money getting spent on quarterbacks getting their money and corners getting their money on the outside on defense, some receivers trying to get paid
1: running backs. We just saw Derek Henry get his extension that we are like at the last minute that everyone's kind of waiting to see. So I'm pretty excited about that.
0: Exactly. And now not, a, not all these ton of linebackers were getting, I mean, linebackers are switching teams like crazy and Joe Schrobert being able to get the contract he did is pretty, is pretty awesome. So let's break down that contract here.
1: Yeah. He signed a five year, 53, 50- three point seven five million dollar contract with the jaguars signed that back in April he's got a cap hit of five point four million this year and then after twenty twenty one he can be cut for seven point two million in dead cap and after and then after that his contract it just goes up every year so that kind of locks him down through the end of the twenty twenty four season
0: yeah, so this contract will take him to if let's say he plays it out. Which nowadays is very hard to see anybody actually playing out a full contract just because we see so much like extensions and, and, you know, people redoing contracts and just, you know, giving extra bonus money here and there. And contracts are so, such a sticky situation to like actually know. I give so much credit to those guys out there that like can break down every contract, what it means, what happens if X, Y, and Z happen. Like that's
1: a lot of confusing stuff like terminology and intricate like phrasing and stuff like that.
0: But if he does end up playing this contract out, it'll be all the way to his 31 uh, age season, which is kind of the last point for another big contract based on his level of play. And the fact that he's able to, you know, get interceptions, he, he can get some sacks, you know, he's a really good open field tackler. Um, We even saw him last year. He had seven tackles for losses, which was a career high for him as well. and, he just he just does everything you want. He he had a career high in pass deflections as well, and I think this contract is it's fair. I mean, you're paying a, a pro bowl level middle linebacker.
1: Yeah, I mean, he has made the pro bowl in the past, so you pay, you're paying him kind of based on that. You you think that he can get back to to the pro bowl and bring up the level of your defense. And but I wanted to talk about actually if we're going to move into the scheme fit uh, I was going to talk about another player first, and that's Miles Jack, because we all know that the last since 2016, when Jack was drafted, he has been it, the middle linebacker for the for the Jaguars. I mean, at least his last two years, um, he's started pretty much every game the last couple of years at middle linebacker. And signed a four-year extension last year, so. I mean, you're probably asking, like, why would they go out and then sign this bit, like, this kind of bigger contract linebacker to come in and play Jack's position if Jack isn't going anywhere? Well, I'll tell you where he's going, Tyler. He may, well, he's going to be going to the outside. I think what they're going to do is probably move Miles Jack over to that weak side linebacker position and kind of let him play that side of the field because that's actually where he played more in college like he kind of was, was a hybrid like safety linebacker at times but he was more comfortable at that weak side linebacker position as opposed to the middle linebacker position and like the last couple of years like the Jags linebacker core has not been able to contain the run eh, as well as you'd want and jack kind of hasn't lived up to that to that like kind of he had like a lot of hype around that like Besides the knee injury, he was supposed to be like a top 10 pick.
0: Yeah, and then he ended up, he ended up falling in the draft. And, you know, I, I just think, here's the thing. He literally is a jack-of-all-trades type of linebacker. Because uh, his name's Jack. Yeah, yeah. But he really can transition outside linebacker easier than I think Schrobert could. I just think Schrobert is a, is a very, is a very I don't know, he's just what you want in a middle linebacker. He's one of those guys that's going to get open field tackles, He's going to physically lead. He's going to be able to play some zone coverage. Um, He's going to be able to step up and stop guys, you know, that are on the run on the outside. He's going to help this run defense. And Jack is going to be able to, like, free reign and just kind of just play outside. And I feel like it'll take less pressure off of Jack, and it will make Jack look better just because of that whole thing we talked about, like how Schobert will lead physically, by example, you know
1: yeah and I think I think, like if Jack moves to the outside, he's he doesn't have as much pressure, like you said to kind of be the quarterback of the defense and wear that green dot and get everyone lined up and everything, so he can just kind of more rely on his instincts and athleticism to make the play instead of having to worry about like the other players around him.
0: yeah, and the main component here is that for me, the this day and age linebackers have to be. They have to be versatile in being able to coverage and, and defend the run. But they also have to be really good at both those things. I know that sounds like I'm, I'm – that kind of sounds dumb when I say it out loud. Like, they got to be good at being a linebacker. But I think gone are the days of, what do you do? Oh, all I do is this. Like, no, nah, sorry, then you can come in sub-packages. Like, there are exceptions. Like, Von Miller is a pass rusher. There's exceptions. But, like, you show results. But if you're going to be playing middle linebacker, outside linebacker, in a four-three, you need to be able to play, be adequate at pass coverage, and be able to stop the run. It can open field tackles. This linebacking group constantly was shown being out of position, not getting lined up in time at snaps, and they were leading to bad plays. There was just a lot of mass confusion. I don't know if it's because the the it was just last year for Jacksonville it was just kind of like a roller coaster. Like where it seemed good at moments, but it was really going down most of the time. And it's either that or Jack just wasn't a good leader. Like he's just not fit to lead. And he's a secondary role guy.
1: Yeah, it's hard it's kinda of hard to tell if it like if it was a players, if it was a coaching, if it was a scheme, is a mix of everything. So I think they're kinda of trying to bring in Chobert and have him kind of be that guy to get everyone like focused and ev- get everyone lined up where they need to be when they need to be there
0: yeah and that's that that's going to all start with showbert because he is is a very smart veteran you know he like we keep saying he can lead on the field he's going to be able to get the team focused he's a no-nonsense type of linebacker he's there to do a job and he wants everybody else to do it and that's just going to happen and it is a hundred percent going to be i'm the leader Jack you're an athlete you're you know you're able to just fly around this field go make plays go play off your instincts stop trying to focus so much on me I got this and it's going to be nice to just see Jack be able to have free reign kind of and just play off the you know play outside and I just think overall it's going to improve the Jags because it's going to put it's going to put Jack at a natural position you've already improved and gotten in my eyes a top 10 middle linebacker it's it's a nice move overall now we kind of been saying some things here and we're going to keep bouncing back and forth, but let's move into the impact short term. It's pretty obvious to me how this is going to impact where they're not going to need to draft another linebacker for the middle for three years, like two, three years, because even in three years when he's making 13 million, I think that's still going to be a bargain. He'll be 28, 29, and he's still going to be a top 10 middle linebacker. So, Short term, it fills the middle linebacker spot. It helps Miles Jack play better, which in turn can help the rest of the defense play better. It's like a domino effect of just good, good playmaking. But what do you think the short term impact is?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think he's definitely going to help out in terms of pass coverage. But I think what he's really brought in to do is to help out that run, like the run defense, because of Jacks. As it stands right now, they don't have huge like run-stuffing defensive linemen. Uh especially now that Gallas Campbell has left and we did an episode on glass Campbell. Uh so if you want to check that out, you can click the link up at the top. Uh, but like I was saying, the, the Jags defensive line isn't as big and like uh intimidating as it used to be. So they're like it's a bit easier to run on them. And so I think Schaubert, as good as he has a coverage, I think he was brought in more to help out the run defense. And I think that's kind of what he'll do this year. I mean, he's also gonna help out the pass, pass defense by being good in coverage and also like allowing Jack Miles Jack to go back to his original position and kind of be able to get to the quarterback a bit more. And but that's kind of what I that's kind of what I see his main impact being is in the run game.
0: I mean, yeah, last year the Jags were allowing like a, a, a little over 139 yards rushing per game, uh, which was good for 28th in the league. Like they were only better than the Panthers, Browns, the Washingtons, and the Bengals. And so at that point, at that point, that's that I agree. That's the main focus here. And I think these moves that we keep saying of him at middle linebacker and Jack outside together, that combo is going to help improve the run just by having a pure middle linebacker there and somebody playing on the outside kind of, and it's it really, this whole downfall would have worked a little bit better. Like if they still had Telvin Smith, we'd be talking about maybe the best linebacking core in football, potentially.
1: Oh yeah, for sure.
0: Here's the thing I want to, I, I find interesting, you know, is that miles Jack did sign that extension and they're still, I just saw that the Jags still want to trade Yannick. What impact long term is this gonna have? Like, let's say they keep Yannick because everything's messy right now. We don't see a trade. He plays well. Do you think that's gonna let them like lower their price tag on Yannick and just uh, let him go if if Shortbert's playing well?
1: I think his price tag depends more on uh, on like where they are in the season, what other teams like if their are injuries to kind of edge rushers at other at on other teams. And I think they kind of they brought in they they could dra- drafted Josh Allen last year to play outside, and then now this year they drafted Caleb Chase on to to play that other side. So I think that's kind of how they're addressing the Yannick issue. Um, I was gonna say what I think he could also help in the short term is that if if I'm gonna be a homer here is the the Jaguars they have. Leon Jacobs, who is another linebacker, played at Wisconsin. And people are kind of, I know the Jaguars staff is kind of high on him, um, but he, and he definitely showed some improvement last year. I think Schobert coming in is going to allow him to improve. He's got two really good linebackers playing next to him, so he can kind of come in and start getting more reps and showing that he can be an another key figure on this defense. So that's, that's also something that I can see Schobert doing in this time there.
0: Yeah. It's going to be interesting how this whole thing works out. I think this team is like, I really actually like how the Jags have been building. Like if you look at like their front seven with like Josh Allen, they got that new Devon Hamilton, uh, Taven Bryan's been playing pretty well. And if Yannick's gone, you can just have uh, chase on playing the other and then Jack and Schobert that seventh guy almost can just be the hardest working guy in the building. It doesn't have to be the best player. You know what I mean? But just like a guy that is like all effort will kind of like, like with that front six and then he, that's plus one is what, what I'm going to call this. It can really be anybody.
1: It's like when you go to a wedding and they're like, right that you can bring a plus one. So he can be there, front six plus one.
0: Yeah. It's it's front six plus one. Whoever, whoever Shorbert's like, you know what? I like this guy. He, He hasn't stopped running for four days. That's who we're gonna play. Like, but overall, I mean, long-term impact is if this is a success, as we think it will be, with having a you know consistency in that middle, it's just gonna get this Jags defense out of the hole, out of that cellar. You know, that bottom six, ten defensive teams in the league. I'm not gonna say it's gonna make them a top ten defense at all, but it has potential to get them out of the cellar and move into that mid tier you know, or if you do five to whatever, it's just going to move him somewhere closer to 20. 20 to 24, I think, is the goal for this defense to be ranked at the end of the year. And if they are, that's a success. Like, if you can jump four to eight spots, you call it a success. And then next year, you jump another four. You know, that's how I look at it. So right now, as long as this defense can improve, long-term, he's going to be there for all five years, in my opinion, because it's consistency, it's high effort. When you also add in the fact that he's going to have production over this time, Like the, the results are going to be there for you. There's no reason to get rid of him because all you're going to do is get rid of him to hope you get the same effort, which is going to be hard to replace. So long-term impact is going to be the fact that he's going to anchor this defense for the next five years and it's going to give them a true leader on this team. And with that being said, let's move into predictions. Kind of sound like I was going to do it. You thought I was going to end it right there. No, no, we're still going to do some predictions for you.
1: Right got everyone on the edge of their seats
0: let's kind of go with like an over under here 100 115 total tackles it's a new it's a new team you know it's different weather what do you think 115 total tackles going easy
1: i think he'll go over that but maybe not by a whole lot i think he'll continue to just consistently be around the ball and be able to make the play on the ball carrier
0: all right, fair enough. And I I think so too. I mean, I think he's going to have close to a Pro Bowl level season, which is kind of I just kind of ruined a, a bold prediction there, but um let's go interceptions. Uh 3. Three interceptions over or under and you can't stay.
1: I'm going to go under, but I don't think that's a knock on him. Like if you look at his career up to now, he the only time he ever had more than one interception in a season was last year when he had four, so I think that's just kind of a big outlier. I can see him getting one or two interceptions. and I just think that's a product of the type of player is he is and the type of scheme that he's played of in until now. I don't think it's any knock on him.
0: Yeah, I mean, ideally, his play style will allow others to get more interceptions. Right. Uh, let's go to team rushing, okay? Team rushing, like you said, last year, 139 yards rushing allowed per game. Um, I don't have the exact numbers on on yards per carry, uh, I'm going to assume that it's it's over like 4.5. Um, but will that improve from 139? Will it improve? And by how much? Like, it's a, it's an easy one, but give me how much and where you think they'll kind of be ranked.
1: I think they'll improve. I don't think they'll improve by as much as Jaguars fans would hope, because I think losing Calais Campbell was a big knock to their run defense. But Joe Schobert does kind of come in and even out some of that loss. Uh I think maybe they get to like 120, 115 yards per game allowed.
0: Fair enough. I mean, I'd say that's a pretty significant increase in my eyes. If they can if they can knock off, you know, anywhere from 19 to to like 25 yards per game rushing, that's going to be key. And really that doesn't I know that seems like we're saying a lot, but really there's there's knocking off like like 0. 0.4 yards per rush.
1: Well, maybe maybe losing yeah, maybe losing Yannick causes team's to start passing more cuz I mean if if Chase on doesn't have that effect that they they're hoping to get to replace Yannick, maybe maybe teams aren't as afraid to pass and that causes them to rush less.
0: Yeah, that is true. That could actually be another factor that goes into this. Now, this is it's so different because like we're talking about a linebacker, and so the impact might not be extreme like I think they're going to improve down to like 129 yards rushing per game so they're going to knock off 10 yards which isn't a lot but over the course I mean that's 160 yards different um, it's just different because like we just got done talking about Michael Pierce who's going to the Minnesota Vikings and we were talking about how like when he's on the field teams rushing yards per carry drop by like 0.6 yards just because of one player type thing which is crazy and I think we'll see that with Schobert, but it's not going to be as extreme now, yeah. are any players, you kind of already talked about it, Mouse Jack, but we also, you kind of talked about, um, you know, Leon Jacobs, so maybe playing strong side. We've talked about Chaseon and Allen and, you know, some, the, the Brian, who is going to benefit the most from Joe Schaubert? Uh,
1: well, I know I said Le- Leon Jacobs will, will see an improvement there. I think that that will come just as a result of playing alongside both Jack and Schaubert. I think the real beneficiary here is Miles Jack. I think I think it'll do him a lot of good moving back to his to the to that weak side linebacker position and allowing him to just rely on his athleticism and he's, he's so fast and he's so like ferocious. I think I think he'll be I think it'll do a lot of good for him.
0: Okay, fair enough. How about this one? He is named captain this coming season.
1: Mm, this coming season, right away—that's
0: that's my prediction right there. He's gonna come into a new team, and that's why it's a little bold in my eyes because it's a new team. It's really
1: bold, I think.
0: And I think that's what's gonna happen here. I think that he's gonna come in, and they're just gonna trust him, and they're gonna hand him the keys to this defense, and he's gonna lead them back to you know get him out of the cellar.
1: I mean, fair enough. That's that's solid reasoning. I th- I think being a newcomer. And especially with a shortened off season with the COVID pandemic, I think I think that plays to his disadvantage. But you raised some good points too.
0: righty. and that is gonna do it for us here on second and short. Um, if you guys missed our last episode at the very end of this video, it's gonna take you right there. You can click that link. You know, don't be afraid.
1: Don't be scared.
0: Yeah, don't don't be scared. Just just you know. Watch all of our stuff. Watch everything right now. Stop what you're doing and watch all of our videos.
1: Put everything down. Don't even, don't even do any. Don't even try to think about doing anything.
0: But for real though, thank you for all the support we've been getting here from all of you guys. We really do appreciate. Uh, thank you, Jags fans, for joining us, and other NFL fans. Maybe we've got some Browns fans in here, some Badger fans. Um, but you know what? If you guys want to check us out outside of YouTube or you know, pretty soon we're going to be up on a, all audio platforms as well. We're getting caught up here. But, Aaron, where else can they uh, get a hold of us to see what's going on?
1: Oh, yeah. You can check us out on Facebook. I post every new episode that we have on Facebook. Twitter, we've got posts going up uh, every couple of days. We got, we're got we going to start getting some uh, polls going up as well so we can see what you guys think. And then Instagram, uh, we get... I mean, we've got pretty constant posts about, like, news updates, discussion points. we got stories going on up there, also with some polls. We're just kind of trying to interact with people as much as possible. So come check us out there. Feel free to send us a message on any of those platforms or at our email that's listed below.
0: Thank you guys for listening, and you guys have a good night.